Hi, and welcome to The Caption Life, a show for the most casual and dedicated fans of comics and a member of the Comic Watch family. I am your host, Sean. Join me and discover what the world of comics and graphic novels has to offer. From one-on-one interviews with industry professionals to roundtable discussions with passionate fans and reviews on the latest comics, TV shows, and movies. You can find me on social media under the username at Caption Life. You can also find more episodes and information at thecapsonlife.com. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, thanks for checking us out. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Now that 2022 is coming to a close, it's always a time for reflection to see how this year went for all of us. And just like every year, we all have best moments and not so great moments. We started a tradition on this show last year to do a reflection episode of the past year. And to help us do a reflection of the past year, I've invited my former co-host to come on the show to share his best and worst of 2022. And we hope to make this an annual tradition. So please welcome back on the show, Kevin Stoliker. He is a longtime comic book and superhero fan. And as a public educator, he is constantly finding new ways to weave his love of pop culture into the classroom. And as I mentioned before, he is a co-founder and former co-host of the Caption Life podcast. Kevin, welcome back, man. Man, I finally got the I finally got the intro that I've always been wanting. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've always been jealous of everyone's intro. Yeah, every time we every time we write an intro for a guest, it was always like, man, I wish somebody would talk about me that way. Yeah, and now your dream has come through. You can check yeah. that off your bucket list now. Right? I had to. I guess I had to quit the show and come back in order to, <laughs> That's all you to make to my do. dreams come true. But you didn't quit, man. You just took a hiatus. No, I, did, I had to take a step back. <laughs> Yeah. I had to take a step back. I, lots of stuff going on personally and professionally, uh, so I had to take a had to take a break. And it's been an extended break, uh, but I I do hope that in 2023 I can come back and and guest on a couple of episodes and and talk with you because it's one of my favorite things to do in the world. Yeah, no, we've we've had fun and and you know just like you said, it's just you know taking a break from you know everything that's been going on. You and I have been constantly texting each other. Oh yeah, you know it's not like anything is soured or anything like that. This this has been you know no, we're still besties. Yes, exactly. So um and. One of the things that you mentioned, I can't remember. I, like, there was something I was going to say, and I can't remember what it was now. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into uh, what we start off with with every guest. And, you know, I don't think we had a chance to talk about your comic book origin story, at least on an episode like this. I know we've talked about it before leisurely, but let's formally ask you, what is your comic book origin story? Yeah, so uh, I was a huge fan of um, you know, like in, I, I was I'm the kid of the of the early '80s, so I was a big fan of of all the the favorite pop culture things that we had, like Transformers mm-hmm. and Ninja Turtles and GI Joe and things like that, uh, Thundercats especially mm-hmm. in the late '80s. But um, when I was like seven or eight years old, I went to. Uh, visit metropolis illinois and was which is the home of superman and and since i've since been able to go back and take my son but uh, i fell in love with with superman at a very early age Mm -hmm. um my last name translates to steel corner so the the man of steel has always had a special place in my heart and i know we've talked to other guests about um like superman for the quest for peace like played (laughs) on a loop in my house and so yeah um it was just a big part of it was a big part of my childhood and uh the summer before fifth grade 
was really when it started to ramp up because I, I would go to the library and I would check out these collected editions of like Superman comics. And then um, that was also the year that uh, X-Men, uh, the television, the cartoon television show mm-hmm. uh, came out. And then um, the X-Men relaunched with Jim Lee's, uh, you know, famous uh, like five, five different covers. And so mm-hmm. um, that really is what got me into like comic readership. And I, I, I guess took a step back from it for a long time until I became an adult, uh, and had money to burn. Like I had a disposable income right. and started collecting comics and, in graphic novels and action figures. And now I sit in a, a room full of them, Yeah, uh, but it's just one of my, it's one of my passions. Uh, and I love to be able to like share that with, with other people, but especially the kids that I teach, uh, cause it becomes, it becomes a, something that we can bond over. And so helps you build that relationship. And, and, you know, I'm a big believer in they, uh, uh kids, um, kids want to know how much you care before they care how much, you know, so. Right. Right. Yeah. Now you said when you became an adult, did that happen? Uh, you know, it's still a transitional <laughs> process. Uh, I'm a work in progress. I, right. somebody asked me, somebody asked me at school the other day, I was a student was asking me, a, uh, cause I was sharing a funny story and, and my wife was laughing at me during the story. And, um, Kathy routinely tells me like, that's why I'm just destined to teach junior high because I'm never going to grow up. <laughs> no. Both like, you know, as, as mentally and height wise. Yeah. Don't, we don't have to, we don't have to make fun of me. I'm average height. <laughs> well, and I only say that because I'm six foot six. Like everyone is smaller right. compared to me. Right. We look like we look the same size in the podcast exactly. Zoom window. <laughs> you know, yeah. my, my work had a holiday party, um, just this past Friday and I decided to go in person for it. And we had so many new people on the team that that's all they talked about when they came and met with me. They're like, I did not realize how tall you are in person. And I'm like, yeah, I need to somehow let people know that when I'm on zoom, like when I introduce myself, like, hi, my name is Sean. And you know, I do this. I'm also six foot six. So don't be disturbed when you see me in person for the first time, you know, yeah, um, it's kind of, it's kind of off putting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But I, I see, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it anymore because we've actually hung out together in person. Right. And so, like I'm, I, I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just a big old teddy bear, you know. It's, I know, like my height is intimidating for people, but it's like I never, I've never been in a fight because of two reasons. One, I don't think people want to try to pick on a guy that's my size. But two, it's like I don't want to fight anybody, you know, right. because I'm just way too nice. Speak, speaking of fights, Madden is nearly as tall as I am, so the countdown has become has begun because, <laughs> like, we, we already agreed that when he reached the same height as me, uh-huh. um, that we, we would fight for dominance. So he's only got about an inch left. So. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And he's in seventh grade now? Eighth. He's eighth. Oh, he's eighth? See, here's the thing. I was 6'6 when I was in eighth grade, so I haven't grown since then. So I've always been like dominating the height in the classroom since like second or third grade because of that. Yeah. You you peaked in middle school. Yeah. Well, I guess. (laughs) I think technically I was 6'5, and then I hit 6'6 when I was freshman, but it's like, it's like a measly, you know, inch or half an inch. So, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Life didn't really begin until you got that last inch, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah. Then, well, you know, what's funny is every, every time, you know, I turn a year older, like when I was 11, my shoe size was a size 11. And then when I was 12, 
my shoe size was 12. And then once I hit 15, like that's been like a, a weird change for me because I was always, you know, or I hit size 14, I was 14, when I turned 15, I was expecting just to go up another shoe size, but I was still at 14. I'm like, well, this is weird. <laughs> so have you, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been able to dunk a basketball? Uh, when I was in high school? Yes. Okay. Um, you don't think you could go out there right now? No, absolutely not. Down? No, no, because I'd give well, you 30 minutes. I'd give you 30 minutes to warm up. <laughs> well, here's the thing is that when I was in high school, um, I barely had any hops. Like I couldn't really jump high. Uh-huh. Um, so it took like a lot of effort and momentum for me to actually dunk, but I could dunk. So if, if I had like enough like momentum and I think around, if I started like not at the three point line, but like maybe around the the free throw line, uh, if it was an arc, if I had a few steps, I can definitely dunk. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, just barely. I just didn't have a huge vertical. So now as an adult so, and weighing like, you know, 100 pounds more than I did in high school. <laughs> so what you're saying is if we played a, a game of pickup basketball, we both have the same number of dunks. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. I can live with that. I can live with that. Uh, all right, so let's let's talk about the best and worst of 2022. Um, so we have some categories of things that we're going to talk about in terms of what was our we call it best and worst, but really we phrase it as what's our favorite and least favorite. Least favorite, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just say best and worst because in terms of title and like the show art, um, it's hard to put favorite and least favorite in the title there. So we just mm-hmm. said. Best and worst. Um, so we have some categories that we're going to go through and talk about what was our favorite and least favorite. Uh, we have some listeners that also share there, so we're going to be reading those. Um, you and I have not shared what our favorite and least favorites are. So this is going to be the first time that we're hearing what the other person is saying, what right. their favorites and, and least since, favorite. And since I haven't been on the show for a few months, we haven't talked pop culture as much. Right. Yeah, so, like some uh, things we we text each other yeah. about stuff like that, like the whole breaking news of like James Gunn with the DC Studios and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, but and not, Bob Chapek getting fired. That oh was, my gosh, yeah, we were <laughs> a joyous night in both of our houses. As, yeah, as soon as that happened, I remember texting him just like, "Guess what?" Yeah, we, we can get to that. We'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's start before we get into those categories. Let's start with. Um, and I'm no, I'm kind of throwing a wrench to you at this because I did not prepare you for this. So I apologize, mm-hmm. but let's talk about our personal favorite and least favorite moments um, okay. from the past year. So nothing to do with any of the genres that we're going to be talking about the topics, but just like personal moments that were great and not so great this year. So do you want to kick off first or do you want me to yeah, kick sure, off? Sure. Cause you know what? I, I read the outline, uh, oh, ahead so of you, time. Oh, so okay, gotcha. I, I, uh, <laughs> I saw it coming. Uh, I, I've got two for me, probably um, uh, working on my classroom, like going, going back to being a, a full-time teacher and putting my classroom together mm-hmm. um, in decorating it the way that I have it decorated. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I can send you some pictures you can flash up on the screen for the YouTube viewers, but I have a, a very, very like pop culture classroom with lots of movie posters and video game posters and, and things like that. So like mm-hmm. getting to, um, like have a space to express myself at school uh, was really, really great. And having like a, an admin team that supports like me doing that was, was really cool. Right. Um, and then I guess the second one, if it was just a moment etched in time would be getting to watch the Astros win the world series with my parents nice. uh, because, because we, uh, we, we put it up on the projector in the backyard and we sat out around the, uh, 
the fire pit and stuff. And we, Oh, we I remember that. Together. Yeah. You sent me a picture pretty, of that. That was really cool. It was pretty, it was pretty rad. So, yeah. Uh, and my mom especially has been a baseball fan for her whole life. And, you know, it was like five years ago when the Astros won the world series the first time, but, uh, it was it was pretty great sitting out there as a family and 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 getting to share that. So yeah. those are my top two. I did not realize that the Houston Astros won the World Series this year. Yeah, they. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just don't pay attention to sports as much as I used to anymore. You know, so I just yeah. did not I, even same, realize that. Same for me. Same yeah. for me, with the exception of the Astros. And I and honestly, I don't have cable, so I don't. I didn't get a chance to watch any games until like the playoffs. So right, yeah. Well, and, and and of course, I'll follow our local sports teams, which like here in Indy, we only have two professional ones. All the rest are minor leagues, and so we got the Colts and Pacers. I haven't really followed the Pacers in a long time, and the Colts are just doing terrible this year. That I'm like, I was going to say, we, we the Astros are great, but the other two teams we have here. Are, are the Rockets and the mm-hmm. Texans, and they might as well be minor league teams. So, because <laughs> they're not very good right now. Yeah. And I know this is not Houston, but you have the Dallas Stars. That's a hockey team. Oh, I don't even. I don't even. I didn't realize. Yeah, you so didn't I guess realize I, that. Well, I mean, I knew that the <laughs> Dallas Stars were a hockey team, but I don't follow hockey at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I haven't followed hockey in a while, but I mean, you know, my favorite sport is hockey, so of course I'm gonna. Yeah talk about that sport with anybody but yeah yeah for big white people that can't jump hockey's where it's at <laughs> might as well just start checking them in the boards quack quack right. quack yeah <laughs> uh for me my best personal moments i have two of them actually um one is i went to the memphis comic expo this year and mm-hmm. kevin i gotta say i think you would enjoy this one because this one um is smaller than the ones that we have been to for PopCon and the D- dallas fan expo um but I really loved it for two reasons. One, I got to meet uh, my friends JT and Steven and, um, in person. Like We've uh, known each other online through Twitter, and we played Fortnite together and all that, but that was the first time I met them in person, so that was really momentous. Um, but this expo was very comic creator-focused. Like All their panels were focused on the comics creators, and so I got to meet Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Jonathan Glapian, and have them sign my um, Batman Court of Owls uh, hardcover trade paperback and it was really cool because it was it, I didn't wait very long for to talk to them and they were very approachable and they were very nice and it was just really neat. I've never been someone that w- had been interested in meeting the writers but this mm-hmm. was just a really cool experience and I also got to meet Mark Wade who has done a lot of stuff um, mm-hmm. but when I went there and, and heard that Mark Wade was going to be there, he's known for writing the comic book issue where it has the panel of Matt Murdock wearing the I'm not Daredevil sweater at the Christmas mm-hmm. party. So I got a sweater and like all the stuff to cosplay as that character. And I showed up at his table and he loved it so much that he got up and took a picture with me for that. And he signed my issue and stuff like that. So that was a really cool experience. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. Like I I was never would have thought that I would be interested in meeting some comic creators, but like seeing them there and um, just knowing that I'd had the opportunity, like it was actually a lot of fun. So that was the first time I've actually met comic creators in person. Uh, the second moment was we took Riley to Disney World during the holidays for his birthday just recently. And, and so this this episode is going to air a little bit later, but we're actually recording this on December 12th. Um, so 
by the time this releases, it actually had been a few weeks by then, but we took him there. We surprised him. He didn't know that we were going to take him until his actual birthday. And we told him that we were going to go to fly out uh, to Disney that day. And we got to see Disney World like with all the holiday decorations and got to go back because it's been a while since we gone there. And it was just a blast. And he had a whole world of fun. It was just really great to see him like very excited and seeing all the holiday stuff up at Disney World. So that was a really great moment for me. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's I, nothing like, there's nothing like Disney world at the holidays. Yeah. I, I love it, it with the exception of the crowds. So, yeah. And, and honestly, the crowds weren't too bad when we went, I think it's cause we went during kind of a low time for the holidays. Mm-hmm. There was one day where I think Hollywood studios was a little bit packed, but all the other parks that we went to, it actually wasn't bad. Um, it was probably, maybe normal for what it's been and all that. And so I felt like it was really manageable to kind of go around and, and not feel like you're, you know, running into people constantly. So, yeah. yeah so this was a good time to go. So uh, I have a friend who mentioned the other day about our, our kids going into high school next year, because like we have both like taken time off over the last two years at some point yeah, to go to Hollywood studio. I mean, to go to universal studios or Disney world during um, the school year. Mm-hmm. And we were like, she was like, I'm not going to be able to do that anymore because like you know, high school is too important. He can't, he can't miss school like that. Right. And I was like, he can't go. <laughs> can. I can just go without Madden. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that, you know, Sarah and I had talked about is that this is a good time to do it because, you know, it's easier for him to get caught up on stuff that he's missed versus when he's in middle school and high school where mm-hmm. it's a lot more, you know, work to try to get caught up on, you know, a few days of being out and things like that. So, yeah. Plus, you can keep it in the reservoir. Like, remember that time that we took you to Disney World at Christmas for your birthday? Like, you've <laughs> yeah. got a pretty good, you've got a pretty good kid. We, yeah, we, I mean, and we've kind of told him that as well, too, because, you know, every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, am I getting this for your birthday? I'm like, kid, you got to Disney for birthday. You should not be asking for anything yeah. else. <laughs> as long as you took a lot of pictures, then you can always, like, remember this? Yeah. Huh? You remember this? You don't have to remember because I got receipts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, we took a bunch of pictures, and but, yeah, he absolutely loved it, and he had a blast doing it. So it was a lot of fun. Okay. Um, I did have on here, like, to share our not-so-favorite moments, but, like, you know, with these being personal stories, I don't think we have to do that. Like, I don't want to get into, you know, the the personal stuff of what wasn't our favorite, unless you want to, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know no, if I, I mean, want to talk about that, and I don't know if people want to listen to, you know, like – our personal not so favorite moments of the year. Yeah. Cue the, cue the violin mu- music. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Greg Abbott got reelected in Texas, so that's pretty low for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we won't go too far into the, into the politics. <laughs> I know. Well, I, you know, my, like, I'll just touch on mine real quick and then we'll move on to the categories and all that. But I mean, you know, this, our, our dog, that's like probably the best dog that we ever had. He passed away this year and that's been, really hard for all of us. And it's still impacting me just like how hard it is. And, you know, I'm so used to having him around and I just, I have moments where I'm like expecting him there. And then he's just like, Oh, so yeah, I mean, that's for me, that's, that's been the tough thing for me. So, um, that is tough. I guess you can, I guess you can count yourself blessed when you, when it's really hard to think of like what you didn't like about the year. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll say that, you know, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. And my, uh, you know, I definitely sympathize with you because I've, I've been there before with, with a beloved family pet. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I hats off to you. Cause I don't, I don't have anything that's that bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
well, let's go ahead and jump into the topics. And what I want to do first is I want to recognize everybody who submitted their responses. And I want to thank everybody. And so the people who submitted their responses for this episode is uh, Joey from the So Wizard podcast, uh, Rody, who is known as Real TBN Roads on TikTok, um, Ken from the ODPH podcast, Joe Loves Comics, uh, Supnep, Carson, Bali Rock, B-A-A-L-I-R-O-C-K, and these are their usernames for social media as well, too. Um, Carson is actually, uh, I mean, his name is Carson442007077 on TikTok. Uh, Matt, who is Bumpkins TV, who's been on the show as well, too. Uh, and Chris Tolley, um, who is known as Spectacular CT on most things. So um, I just want to say thank you very much for everybody who submitted the responses, and we're going to read them as we're going through each of the categories. And so the first category we're going to hit up on is movies of 2022. So, Kevin, what was your favorite movie of this past year? You know, when we when we sit down to talk about these things, it's always really hard for me. But I, I had a hard time this year because I just did not watch as many movies as I normally would. Oh, yeah. Right. I don't know if it was like the end of... um like the end of the, or I guess the, the waning of the pandemic mm-hmm. or, or maybe they just not as much stuff interested me. Right. Um, but I, I, I only think I went to go see, went to the movie theater a handful of times. Um, and then my favorite movie that I saw this year wasn't even one uh, that I saw at the movie theater. I will say my, my top honorable mention was uh, Top Gun Maverick. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, that's one of the ones like I snuck away for like a 1030 showing by myself because nobody else in my family was interested in seeing it. And I was it was a really great story. It was a lot of popcorn fun um, and I really enjoyed it. But mine was Prey, the the oh, Predator prequel that yeah. came out on Hulu Yeah. Uh, in August. Yeah, I, I really, really I've always been into like monster movies kind of like that. I'm not uh-huh. a big horror film fan, but Predator has always held a special place in my heart. I think probably when Carl Weathers lost his arm in the first one, when I was like, <laughs> saw that as a kid and it like completely like shocked me, but also like, how do they do that? Right. Um, yeah. But the story for Prey, you know, it's, it's set like in the, the mid 1700s and it, it involves a, a, a Native American uh, young woman who is kind of like, you know, pitted against this, um, what seems like a larger than ever predator. And the story is very good. The, the action is very good. The, um, the tension uh, in, in the story is, is very good. And then there's a a couple of really, really good Easter eggs and stuff that goes with it. So that was my, that was my top for the year. I gotta say, I have not seen that movie yet, but I've had, I've heard good things about it. Um, I just haven't gotten around to see it. And I think part of it is I saw predator when I was a kid. I just, I never really cared for it. You know, I just, it, it was like an interesting movie for me, but it's one of those things like if I didn't see it again, I wouldn't be, you know, crying myself to sleep for it just it was it just it never hit for me like it did for a lot of other people so i think that's why i just never got around to it because i'm not uh, like interested in the predator franchise but i've Mm -hmm. heard a lot of people say that it was a really well done movie and that they were really uh pleasantly surprised with how great it was as a movie so i think at some point i would like to watch i just haven't gotten around to seeing it so i will say that if you try to watch it 
like I did my best to recreate like a movie theater experience. Like I turned all the lights off mm-hmm. uh, and made it really, really dark and, and turned the sound up and everything. So I tried to recreate that experience and it paid off because it was a lot of fun to like watch it in the dark. Right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, for me, it is a Christmas story Christmas. Oh, you really loved that one? I did. Like, and I think it's because, you know, it, last year we had talked about how my family grew up on a Christmas story. You and I did a live tweet of watching mm-hmm. it together. Um, when I heard they were doing a sequel, which technically they've had a couple of sequels. Like, people don't realize this, but there was a, a Christmas story, two that wasn't created by the same people. Um, and then I think there was, like, another one that took place over the summer or something like that. Um, but when I heard they were doing a sequel with the original, um, you know, Peter, Peter Billingsley, who plays Ralphie, mm-hmm. um, I was kind of worried because, you know, we're in that age where everybody's bringing things back because of nostalgism and they know that they can make money off of it. And this one, I was like, I don't know how they can top this. And and watching the movie, I wouldn't say they topped it, but they did meet that same kind of experience that the first movie had created for me because it was really well done for a sequel that wasn't too over the top with, you know, trying to recreate what made the first movie really good, but it felt like a natural progression that it fit really well. And so they still had um, Ralphie kind of doing the daydreaming sequences and things like that, but they definitely updated the story and they, you know, continue the, um, the life of Ralphie and, and his family really well that I thought as a story, it did a fantastic job. There's a couple of moments where I did tear up because I think they did a wonderful job of making, of, moving you as an audience member, um, which the first movie did not have that sort of thing. Like there's not a time where you felt moved to cry or anything like that. And this one did. And, and it was just such a great movie. And I, I don't know because this came out, you know, just a few weeks ago that this is more recent in my mind, but I think because I wasn't having any high expectation when I watch it and it just blew me away with how well, it they how well of a job they did with it. It just became one of my favorite movies that I think it's hard to really do a sequel well. To do a sequel well after the first movie came out like mm-hmm. thirty years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say like the, the three movies that we've mentioned as as being part of our favorites are all sequels or prequels <laughs> to movies that came out thirty something years ago. Yes, yeah, and, and those are the ones that's been. You know, block, and it's not you know because of just the nostalgism because there have definitely been other movies that have been trying to use that and haven't yeah, done like well. The, I, the Hocus Pocus sequel comes to mind. I like that. I, I oh, honestly, okay. <laughs> I honestly like that one. I uh, my, my wife, you know, also liked this. She said it wasn't as good as the first one, but you know, I thought I I really enjoyed that one. So. I guess you have to like the first one to to even consider. The well, same. yeah, I'm not. I was never a big Hocus Pocus fan, so yeah. I mean, you don't hear people saying like, "Oh, I hated Terminator One, but I love Terminator 2. Like, it's like if you hated Terminator One, you're probably going to hate Terminator Two too. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, yeah. So, like, maybe that, maybe when, maybe like TV and film executives will hear this podcast and be like, see, guys, we're on to something. Yeah. Let's just keep making sequels to movies from, you know, 35 years ago. Maybe we'll get like another weird science movie. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. Or, some, or, or like a follow up <laughs> to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. I know. And, and those are, but those are really challenging. Like, that's the thing is, oh, no, it is very challenging. Yeah. And, and that's why Christmas Story Christmas was just, was on my list because I feel like it was a huge challenge 
challenge and they met that, you know, and so um, I don't think Top Gun Maverick was ever in danger of that because, you know, Tom Cruise is just. You know, he hasn't missed yet. Like anything that he's involved with, he does a great job of it. And so if he's involved with it, it's going to be an automatic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a Christmas story, Christmas, because it's, it has a cult following and there's just so much tied to it. I think it had a lot more at stakes and I think they just did a phenomenal job with it. So, all right. What is your least favorite movie of 2022? So here's the thing. Like I said, I didn't see a lot right. and I don't watch things and I've gotten better about not watching things that I won't like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that there was a movie that I was really looking forward to and I wanted to, wanted to watch it and I didn't get a chance to see it in theater. So I hit it when it came to streaming and I was really disappointed in it. And that was the, um, that was the secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, the, really? Yeah. I just, I, I thought it was lacking so much plot uh-huh. Like there was just it was just so much lacking in the story and the how the whole thing revolved around the sacred deer creature. Right. Um, like I think they, they they just went of a different direction where they tried to shoehorn um uh oh goodness, what's his name? The the, the, the beast, main yeah. Uh well the what's his name? Uh Eddie Redmayne's character. Oh my gosh, why yeah. am I forgetting his name? Oh, I am but they too. tried to shoe they tried to shoehorn um him into the the story of uh of Grindelwald and um and Dumbledore and I just I think he deserved better even though I can't remember his name. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it can't be a fantastic B story without beasts in it, right? And so mm-hmm. Um, and, and I get what you're saying with that because as much as I enjoyed the movie, I also had like some issues with it. It just wasn't my least favorite for that came out this year. But, um, but I get what you're New, saying because there was the, the biggest commander. That's his name. Yes. Commander. commander. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like my biggest issue of that movie was they didn't really address the fact that, uh, Grindelwald looked different, you know? Yeah, because it's a new actor, you yeah. know, because Johnny Depp didn't return because, you know, of, of everything that's been going on. But I think they should have just at least either addressed it or something like that. And, and for them to just kind of, you know, ignore it, just pretend like everything is fine. Like at least say that, you know, he's trying out a new skin or a t- new face or whatever. New like polyjuice potion. Well, the other thing, yeah. too, was that the lady that plays um, Newt's love interest. Yeah. Um, they completely wrote her out of the story with the exception like of just a picture or maybe a brief at the end. She was in there at the end and like in the audience when they were doing the huge, when they were doing like the selection or whatever too. Yeah. And apparently she, apparently she came, she, she was at odds with, I guess, JK Rowling and film producers about like JK Rowling's stance on, um, some things that she I, I don't know I don't want to go deep down that that rabbit hole but <laughs> yeah. like yeah they they essentially wrote her out of the story uh-huh. and they didn't really explain like why she wasn't around right and it just it didn't it didn't I mean they did but it was a cop out yeah it, it was just like sense. a slight little detail they're like oh she's busy you know like yeah so yeah so I, I get where you're coming from like I, I enjoyed it but I also had some issues with it but for me personally my least favorite movie of 2022 is Morbius. 
<laughs> and I, I haven't seen it. So I bet you if you if you saw that, you would change your mind about which change one's their least favorite. I bet you I would. Yeah. Like there's some things that were okay with it. Like I, I actually thought some of the visual effects was pretty good. Um, I know mm-hmm. some people had some issues with it, but I thought actually it was – I was kind of impressed with some of the things that they did. But overall as a story, like that was one of the few movies where I was in the theaters and I felt like I was falling asleep because it just wasn't catching my attention. So um, – and then they re- then they re-released it in theaters <laughs> like and six it, months and later. And it flopped again. Yeah, you know, like, well, because the whole social media movement of, like, it's Morbin time and and all that. Like, it, I don't know what they thought was going to happen when they re-released it and everything. But I'm just like, what are you people doing? So, yeah, I I'm I really have a hard time trusting um, anybody that, like, runs a, a franchise mm-hmm. other than if you're not associated with Marvel at this point. I know. That's um, the thing. And, and even then, I'm starting to, like... Like, mm, yeah. like with some of the some of the ideas they have. Yeah, I mean, at least with the live action stuff they've been doing, right? Because the Miles Morales Spider Man into the Spider Verse, they've done a phenomenal job with that. Yeah, but with the live action stuff, anytime it's been a Sony solo mo- Marvel movie where it's not involved with the Marvel Studios or MCU, right. it just hasn't done well. Like Venom, Venom was okay. You know, I know it did fine at the box office. I thought as a movie it did okay. Venom 2 was worse in my opinion. Um, Morbius was not a good movie at all whatsoever. I'm hoping that with um, – what's the one with Dakota Johnson that's coming out? Um, Madam Web? Yes, thank you. Madam Web. I kept thinking Madam Spider, but I was like, no, that's not right. What is it? Yeah. Um, Madam Web, that sounds like that might be – Okay, like I, I think it might be decent just from all the things I've been hearing. Um, not sure how Craven the Hunter is going to turn out since they're turning him into an Ace Ventura type of character. So we'll see what they do. Like, yeah, I just I just haven't been happy with any of the Sony solo Marvel movies. So yeah, yeah, they're they're just reaching into their well of IP and hoping they pull out a winner. And I yeah. I promise you that as long as they make as much money as like. Venom did. They don't. They're not going to sweat it. I know. That's. I yeah. mean. That's the thing. Well, and and because they hold the rights to Spider Man, I think they're doing these so they can continue doing the Spider Man films as mm-hmm. well too. You know. So they're just they got to use it, it or lose it. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, so here's what some of the listeners have said their favorite movies are. Um, nope, which I have not had a chance to watch that yet. Have you? No, it's on Peacock, and I want to. I want to watch it. Uh, yeah. probably over Christmas break. Yeah, I've heard great things. I want to watch it, but I have not seen that yet. Um, Gardens of the Galaxy holiday special. Did you like that? I did. I loved that one. That was just irreverent and fun. <laughs> and one of my biggest beefs with um, with Marvel shows and stuff right now is they keep teasing so much right. without giving us any like big reveals and you got a you got a really good one in that one so yeah yeah this one was this one was uh, just a fun campy holiday movie which is exactly you know what it is and i think because it's a holiday movie it worked really well because mm-hmm. you weren't expecting it to be at the same level of cinematic experience as you got with the other movies because it's a holiday movie. So I think they had a lot more fun with that because of that, because they know they can do these things and not take themselves seriously. And it'll still work out well because it's a holiday movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a couple for black Panther Wakanda forever, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few that said the Batman that that was, I remember when I heard Robert Pattinson was cast as Batman. I was like, uh, 
but watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is really good. So this, they made a good choice with that. Um, somebody else agreed with you, Top Gun Maverick, and someone has said everything, everywhere, all at once. And that's uh, another one that I I need to watch. Yes, I know. And I just found out that it is on Paramount Plus, I think. And I think we okay. have that. So we're going to try to watch that here pretty soon. So uh, least favorite movies. We had someone say Men, which I haven't heard before. I don't know what that is. I've never I've not heard of that one. Yeah, neither have I. So uh, sorry. I, I wish I knew it, but I don't. Um, we had a couple of people who said Morbius. Uh, one person said the Marvel legend, Dr. Michael Morbius movie. <laughs> uh, one person said it's got to be Morbius, right? This is, Kevin, this is how bad that movie is. I'm telling you. I, I will have to check it out. <laughs> um, and then one person said Thor Love and Thunder uh, was their least favorite movie this year. So, um, I will I will say that Thor Love and Thunder wasn't as good as I was hoping it to be. Right. Um, Cause I honestly thought it was going to be the biggest movie of the year, mm-hmm. but word of mouth, I think like about, I mean, they leaned way too far into the slapstick comedy. Right. Um, and I, I think that was a mistake, but there were some really great parts of it. I mean, I loved the black and white cinematography. Oh yeah. Um, and some of the, some of the other stuff I thought was really, really great. Right. Um, I wanted to share this because, um, when else am I going to get to have a platform to like give an opinion on um, <laughs> one of the things, one of the better movies that I watched this year was a movie called vengeance. Uh-huh. And I watched it on Peacock not too long ago. And it's from BJ Novak, who was on um, the office. Right. Uh, and he wrote and directed this movie. Um, and it's, it's a really good kind of like noir crime thriller mm-hmm. where he he plays somebody that's trying to start a, a true crime podcast out in the the west texas desert mm-hmm. um but there's there's a performance by ashton kutcher in this movie mm-hmm. that is to me award worthy like i was uh-huh. blown away with like the depth and it's a supporting role. He's maybe in the movie for 10 minutes total, right? but he's fantastic. You completely forget that he's the punked guy. No kidding. Um, and I, I don't know. I've been, I've been waiting like a month and a half to have somebody to talk about this with. But <laughs> So if you're out there, if you're out there listening, check out vengeance because uh, it's very good and you'll be pleasantly surprised with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that now. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's talk about TV shows. What was your favorite TV show of the year? Um, once again, I had a I had a couple that I had to like narrow it down to mm-hmm. um, because, of course, like after like three and a half years of waiting, we got Stranger Things four. Yeah, and n- I just there's nothing like Stranger Things on television. Yeah, like the way that they tell like um like parallel storylines that that seem to be like working their way through a maze and they all end up in the middle mm-hmm. at the same time it's just such a rewarding tv experience especially when you can binge watch it and you don't have to wait right um well at least you know they they split it in half still but yeah right well i <laughs> i purposely didn't watch it until all the episodes were available <laughs> Like, is it you the are first stubborn came, like that. You're like, I'm waiting. Came out, well, it came out in May. It came out in May, and like it's the end of the school year. I was really busy. Yeah. So I just waited till July. Yeah. Um, and I'll give mad props to the second season of Only Murders in the Building. Yes. Because that was my favorite last year, and I really, really loved it. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the superhero theme, and I'm gonna go with the boys because oh, yeah. I have really grown to love 
um, the characters in that show. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I, I wish the, the Marvel shows or the, or the, the Disney star Wars shows with the exception of the Mandalorian could like develop, like how to develop a character the way that they have. Right. I mean, they have, they have five or six really important characters and they, they tell their backstory and you understand their motivation. You understand their highs and lows with them. Cause you're right there along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And it's, like when you when you're watching something that's a little bit of a slow burn right it it really really like pays off for you to to build those characters that way right um i will admit and say that i i did not watch the house of the dragon yeah, so there I... might be some there might be some other things that are out there i i didn't watch andor uh, i was saving that for mm-hmm. the for the christmas break mm-hmm. so there might be some other things that were out there that were um that were great right but for me the boys was the was the pinnacle yeah. of tv watching for the year yeah you know and, and the boys i like some of the storytelling I, I like a lot of the storytelling elements and some of the things that they've done it gets a little too graphic for me, which is why it's probably never going to be like one of my favorites because mm-hmm. there's some things like it's one of the few shows that have actually made me physically repulse. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I don't get repulsed that easily. And, and so it's just, it's a little too graphic for me. Um, but you're right. Like this year, there's a lot of great shows because in addition to all the ones that you said, there's also Wednesday that came out. I thought was mm-hmm. a great adaptation of the Adams family. Uh, we had Obi-Wan Kenobi that came out this year. Like there was just a lot of great shows that came out this year. Um, for me, I'm going to kind of straddle two of them um, because I, they're my favorite for two different reasons. One is the Sandman series from Netflix, because okay. I think that is probably one of the best comics adapted TV series or film that I've ever seen um, because I've read the Sandman last year when I got the first volume of the trade paperback and absolutely love that story. And I think they did a fantastic job of translating that and capturing both a lot of the panels and the story that's in it, but also the spirit of it. If they had to make some sort of adaptation, I think they just did a fantastic job. And so it's definitely one of my favorites. The other one that is also my favorite is a show called Legend of Vox Machina. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. of this? No, I've seen previews for it on Amazon Prime, and I've always wanted to like watch it, but it's like one of those things that like I got to get into it by myself, and yeah, because nobody nobody else is going to watch it with me. But yeah, no, it looks it looks super good. Yeah, I'll watch it with you. We could do a little watch party and do that. Watch party. Yeah. But so this is how I found out about Legend of Vox Machina is um, I was on Amazon Prime and it popped up as a suggestion. So this is one of the few times where I'm glad that Amazon popped a suggestion to me because I was like, mm-hmm. this looks interesting. Like it's like a fantasy based type of animated show. And, you know, I, I always have like kind of an interest in checking out fantasy based things. Watched it and it's just been one of my favorite ones so much that it's based on a comic book that Critical Role has created. And I got the volume of um, issues that they've released and everything. And it's just a. It's it's a funny it's definitely an adult themed show. I think it's TVMA, but it's very funny. It's very um, you know, action packed, compelling, great story. Uh it's just one of those things that I never heard of it until Amazon suggested that and I just absolutely fell in love with it. I'm just like, why is this not known a lot more? So I'm like really wanting a second season because I thought it was such a great show. So if you have not heard of Legend of Vox Machina, it is on Amazon. Check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's it's a really good show, and I really enjoy it. So, 
Um, least favorite TV show for you. You mentioned one. Of, you mentioned my least favorite when you were talking about some of the great shows. Which one is that? So here's the thing. Remember that I don't, I don't watch. I don't spend a lot of time watching stuff. So I got to tell you, it was the least favorite of the ones I watched. Yeah, and and that was the Obi Wan. Um, oh, really? Show. Yeah, I just I felt like they once again they're trying to sh- trying to shoehorn more story into. Um, like what's been around for ages uh-huh. and and where the story, what the story did, where the story was at just didn't make any sense to me. Like having watched like Star Wars, like uh-huh. like that, that he knew that he, like he knew Leia and like it just it just it caused more questions than it answered. Uh-huh. Um, and. The the I thought that the the whole like bringing um what's his name back to play Anakin Skywalker uh, and <laughs> Christian looked, Hadenson. Yeah. And he's supposed to look like 17 and he looked 40. Yeah. Like I, there was just, there's too much. I right. did too much. Well, they had like three different people besides him playing Darth Vader too. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other interesting thing as well. So, but let's preface this by saying like, again, this is just based on what you've seen and not like all the ones out there. Yeah, I mean, if it's something's bad, I won't watch it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, I'm just saying right now that don't be surprised if if people you know reach out to me. They're like, I'm glad Kevin's not a co-host anymore. <laughs> That's fine. I you know it's just because I know like, there's a lot of people who absolutely love that series. So that was really surprising. So, wasn't um, for me. Say what? But that's the thing. That's what I, that's what I'm striving to be now. Like, yeah, the things that I watched that I didn't like, and I I'm just gonna be like, mm, that's not for me, right? And yeah. and move on instead of like bringing bringing my toxic energy to <laughs> like the Reddit or Twitter. Be like, right. yeah, I just. And it's not like go. you ever went on and, and bashed the show or anything like that. No, I you didn't. Know? Yeah, I know. Uh, I just, it, I just. He was just like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and I get that. So. Um, I did not have a show that was my least favorite, to be honest. Like, I, I, I really struggled with this because I can't think of one that I watched this year was not good. So that one was, is blank for me. <laughs> um, For our listeners, favorite TV show, one's called Yellow Jackets, which I don't know if I've heard that one before or not. Yeah, that's a, a Showtime show. I've I've seen previews for that, and I heard it was really, really good. Uh-huh. I, if I'm not mistaken, it's about a group of women who are like, get in a plane crash in the wilderness or something. They get stranded in the wilderness as like teenagers and oh, they may have right. resorted. They may have resorted to like cannibalism. Right. And, and then this is the show takes jumps back and forth between like when they were teens and when now they're adult women and yeah. um, kind of like coming to terms with, with it all. Yeah. It's like a Lord of the flies type of thing going a on. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Someone said doom patrol, which i I will say this. I haven't watched the latest season, but I never really got into it when the first season came out. So uh, now, wait a second. Um, I was like, I was like, I don't, I haven't watched much of the DC or been excited about um, much of the DC. And this has been a long year, but did Peacemaker come out in 2022? It did in January, 2022. Oh man, I'm going to have to change my answer because I loved that show. (laughs) That show was amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that changed my answer. It's Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> so let's rewind. It's still, it's still pretty. It's still pretty graphic. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, but I will tell you, as being like an educator and working with like all different types of kids, there's so much of what um, 
what John Cena brought to that character mm-hmm. that like, you kind of felt like he was like on the spectrum for like autism. Oh yeah. Just because of his hy- hyper fascination with, with, with certain, certain things. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, I was blown away. Like that's another, that's another like major, like somebody should be given award. I mean, they should give John Cena awards for just being an amazing person. Right. But like, like his acting in that show was, was second to none. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, there's just so many great shows and peacemakers definitely up there for me as well, too, as a really good show. Um, but yeah, and, and that's actually a few people that said peacemaker was their favorite show this year as well. Um, Stranger things Four. Uh, someone said the final season of Better Call Saul, which I've never seen that or Breaking Bad. I know people yeah. judge me for that. Um, Jack Reacher, which I have not watched, but something I definitely want to watch because I've heard good things about that. Jack Reacher is really good, and it might have been on my list had I watched past episode two because <laughs> I watched the first episodes and I was like, oh, Kathy would really like this. Yeah. So I'll wait and watch it with her. And then we never got back to it. So, <laughs> yeah. Put, yeah. Put, I, I've put, heard put good for, things about it. Yeah. We did. We did just get a TV. Kathy got me a TV for Christmas for our bedroom. Mm-hmm. And so, like, now we can, I can watch like TV, MA stuff. Like and not have to worry about where the kids are at because I can shut my door. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we had one person say She Hulk was their favorite show as well. Um, and then least favorite TV show. Someone said Andor, uh, Tales of the Walking Dead, which I did not realize there's more spinoffs of The Walking Dead. Someone said I only watch good TV, although Blockbuster on Netflix was a bit disappointing. <laughs> Um, don't have that's one. one I, that's one I was uh, like excited for until I started hearing like overwhelming negative reviews about it. I, I thought it was, it was fine. Like it wasn't like great television, but I didn't think it was bad either. I think it was just, um, I, I think it suffered from, it felt like a bunch of other shows that's out there as well too. So gotcha. like, like someone had compared it as it's a, um, superstore TV show that's based in Blockbuster. Like it was very much that kind of feel. And I think people are just kind of not into that, but it had a great cast. And I thought it was, I thought it was good. Like it wasn't, you know, as great as some of the other mockumentaries are out there. And this one, it wasn't even mockumentary actually. Um, It wasn't as good as the other ones are out there by any means, but um, it definitely wasn't bad in my opinion. So um, someone said don't have one someone said book of Boba Fett and I do appreciate that they said that it premiered December 29th but they're still counting it because the rest of the episodes came out this year so I, I'll give them that um, and then someone yeah, said because when I when I when me and Madden were talking about our list I was like man my favorite favorite comic book movie for this year can I say can I say um, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home because like it came out at the end of the year and Matt was like, no, that was your, that was your favorite last year. Yeah. He's <laughs> so, just reusing it again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I, I mean, it came out so, so close to new year's or I saw it so close to new year's that right. that was what, that was what the way I was feeling about it. Yeah. And then the last one someone shared was American horror story, New York city. So which again, I haven't seen that one either. So. Uh, all right. So your favorite MCU or DCEU project. So this could be a film. This could be um, all right, a I'll, series. I'll, I'll keep the boys as my favorite TV show. And then I'll move Peacemaker into my favorite like <laughs> MCU or DCEU right. project. And I've already explained 
my love for it, but it, it was just really, really well done. And, and that's what makes me excited about like James Gunn um, becoming the creative head of the, the DC universe. Right. Yeah. Um, um, barring Peacemaker, my, my answer would have been She-Hulk. Okay. Um, and I, I, I would have preferred to be able to binge watch it because I laughed my butt off at so much of it. Oh yeah. Like it was, it was genuinely funny to me. Yeah. And the criticism that most people like found in it was the stuff that I, uh, loved about it. Right. Um, I was glad to see that they used, um, daredevil for more than just a tease uh and but there was even like the fourth wall even like the fourth wall breaking and the and the weird ending and whatnot mm-hmm. um it just made me excited to see what they would do next with with her right um and like i i don't think as many i don't think as many actresses get the same sort of credit for being like charismatic in a character mm-hmm. um, uh, as, as male characters do, because there's just, there's just a lot of like um, the one that, the one that jumps out to me is uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds um, and he's cause he's so, he's so good looking and he, he's a smooth talker. Right. Um, what's the Ryan Gosling too. Like, uh, yeah, the, yeah. like um, what's I'm trying to, I, I was going to say it's one of my favorite movies, but I can't, um, think of the name of it, but the one with him and Steve Carroll in it. Um, oh yeah, uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Yes, that's he's so the, so charming in that movie. Yeah, and even as like a kind of a like a uh, like a bad, he's not like a, the greatest guy at the beginning, but you see the way his character evolves when he falls in love. Right. Um, anyway, those those types of roles that are written for men and they exude like a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't think women get recognized for that as much. And I thought the the lady who plays um, She Hulk is it? It's Tatiana Manzali, right? Right. I think I'm saying that right. Um, she was just like maybe it was the fact that she was talking directly to you, mm-hmm. or that she was so relatable as Jennifer Walters and so cool as as She Hulk. Like you just wanted to be friends with her. You wanted to hang out with her, right? Um, like I like my women smart. So like that wasn't like a turn off for me. <laughs> right. Um, you like them yeah, big no, so was, they can carry you too. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that show as well too. I thought, um, you know, same thing what you said It's it's, um, a lot of the criticism I think was undue. And I think it was, it was, you know, kind of slanted and skewed because, I have I've said that phase four has been like the biggest risk that they have done with the MCU because they are exploring different types of storytelling that they haven't before. Mm -hmm. And I thought that this is a very different kind of story that we haven't seen in the MCU where it is a, you know, comedy that has some, you know, law, legal drama in it. I mean, it's not, you know, foolproof. This is exactly how the law system works or anything like that, but they had fun with it, you know, so 
Um, for me, my favorite projects, and again, I'm going to straddle between two because these are two different reasons. Um, the Batman, I thought, was a phenomenal movie. I, I really love that. I saw that in theaters, I think, three or four times. And um, I really loved a lot of things about it, from the storytelling and the writing to the cinematography to the audio. Um, even with the stuff that had issues with it was just peanuts compared to all the great things that are about it. Um, and so I'm really excited to hear that. Uh, the Batman is going to stay in the DC universe for DC studios and it's going to remain untouched and all that, because I think they have something great going on with that series. Um, the other thing that's one of my favorites is, um, the Marvel special presentation werewolf by night. Did you see mm-hmm. that this year? I did. I, and I really liked that one as well. Yeah. I thought it was a, that was something that after I watched it, I said, I am sold on this special presentation idea because at first I was, I was kind of waffling between, you know, why do a special presentation, either make it a movie or a series, why we're doing this. But when they did that with Werewolf by Night, I thought they did a great job with it. And it's, it was during Halloween. So it had that universal monsters feel to mm-hmm. it. It was filmed in black and white. And, you know, by the end, it went to color and really revealed a lot of cool things. Like they had a very creative, creative way of presenting this and after watching this i just remember thinking i am sold on the special presentation idea that i think they can do a lot more stories that doesn't need a full series or movie but is something that people would love to see and werewolf by night is this a prime example of that and now you know guardians of the galaxy holiday special which we've already been introduced right. to them but these opportunities of telling the story without having a you know, full budget, I think, um, is going to be a great way for them to tell these stories and give fans, you know, something that they've been wanting to see on the special, on the big screen, but don't have to commit to that sort of thing. I think Werewolf by Night was just a great example of how they can do that and be successful because I've heard nothing but great things with that, uh, from other people. And I think that it was just, such a mind blowing way of telling a story that we haven't seen before and that it's self-contained too. you know, Mm -hmm. like if we didn't see them after this, like it's not a big deal because it's not Mm -hmm. affecting the MCU, but it was still really cool. And I think werewolf by night just gave everybody a chance to be able to experience a story without it tying to the bigger MCU, which I know some people want it to tie into it, but I don't think it has to, you know, I mean, it's not that every Marvel comic book is tied to all these other series all the time. So I think it's just a really cool way for them to do that. So I, that was my favorite project from uh, MCU was because that's what got me sold on the idea of doing more special presentations. So, yeah. And I think that, I think that it'll be good for the MCU to kind of embrace that uh, more efficient storytelling Mm -hmm. because Cause before, before I left the show, I, I, I know that I made multiple gripes about um, <laughs> some of the series needing to be a movie. Right. Um, because they, because they just, they put too much filler in um, and you know, you got 45 minutes to tell your story from start to finish. You gotta, you gotta tighten it up. Now I think that they could probably do that with some of the characters that they've already established. Like mm-hmm. if moon Knight came back and wasn't, um, wasn't like a reoccurring like 36 minute episode show that maybe we got two moon Knight special presentations a year. Right. I would be, I would be okay with that. Right. Um, I think they just, they just, they have to got to figure out where they want to go. And I see them flip flopping a little bit because, you know, armor wars was supposed to be um, a TV show and now it's back to being a movie. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. I just, I think that there's, I think that there's something to like, if like I, I mentioned the boys and I mentioned stranger things like they, they, those, those shows know how to tell a story with multiple characters that weaves together and and gets to the point. Mm -hmm. And some of the Marvel shows I think have, have missed, missed that. Right. And so, or missed the mark on that. Right. And so I would, I would definitely love to see them, um, like tighten up the storytelling and have more of those special offerings. Right. Agreed. All right. So what was your least favorite MCU or DCU project? Um, I. Did you not think about this ahead of time? No, I did. I'm just still <laughs> debating it. I, I would say that outside of, outside of um, Oscar Isaac's, performance in moon Knight, i i i was probably most disappointed in that oh really mostly mostly because by the end of it i was no closer to having answers about like who who he really was than the beginning because it, it it was real it was really trippy about like you know what was the actual reality Mm-hmm. Like was him being in the hospital reality was him being, you know, like out and having the adventure reality. And some of that stuff was really, really well done. Um, the, the lady, I don't remember the character's name. Layla. Yeah. And the costume she had was like maybe one of the best like MCU costumes yet. Like mm-hmm. the golden scarab costume was so rad. Um, but I just, I guess I didn't know enough about Moon Knight going into it or coming out of it. I I, I don't feel like I, I knew as much either coming out of it. So right, um, as disappointing as um, Thor was, I only gave up one afternoon for Thor, <laughs> and I waited with I waited with bated breath each week for Moon Knight to come out, and and it was probably a more disappointing experience. Right. Well, and I will say with Moon Knight. Uh, I appreciated it because I read the Jason Aaron run of the character before watching the series. And I think they did a great job of translating that idea of, of the main character, Mark Spector, which, uh, you know, in the series, it's Steven, right. Um, Mm -hmm. On how they didn't know which is real and which isn't. And that's how the comic book kind of presented it as well too. But if you didn't have that, idea ahead of time you could definitely be lost with this i i totally get where you're coming from uh for me my least favorite is actually thor love and thunder and it's not because i hated the movie i actually liked the movie but when i think about all the other movies that i saw um that's one that i probably liked the least compared to the other ones that is an mcu or dcu so it's it's one of those i agree with you that you know did lean into the you know slapstick humor a little bit too much that I think, you know, people are probably okay if they didn't have that sort of movie again. Um, and I would be okay with that. I, but I still enjoyed it. It's just when you look at all the other movies and shows and stuff that came out this year, um, I like I just end up liking those more than Thor Love and mm-hmm. Thunder. So I got you. Yeah. So but I, I agree with you. There are things I absolutely love about the movie, like the cinematography for when they were fighting on Shadow World, mm-hmm. I thought was fantastic. That was such a great idea of great visual way of doing a battle that's very different than what we've seen before. Um, there are some just great things about that movie, but again, with everything else, uh, it just, 
it sits at the bottom for this year. So, yeah. And I, it was the first thing that I, I mean, my new TV, I got a new 4k TV. Like, <laughs> that was the first thing that I flipped on in 4k. Yeah. And it just like, it pops off the screen. It's visually, it's very beautiful. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it, and I, I think it, I think it got some flack too, for like introducing Jane Foster's Thor mm-hmm. um, and then killing her off. Right. Um, but they kind of so, tease us. She's coming back. Uh, yeah, but you know, I don't think she's who gone. Knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know re- the other thing. You know the other thing that like cheesed me off. Like if we're talking about being disappointed, <laughs> was sure. the was the was the the commercials and the trailers like leading up to Doctor Doom. I mean, Doctor um, Strange, Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. and then like they made Wanda the bad guy. Yeah. I, I like, agree. I was like so disappointed in that. Yeah. Um, like that woman has suffered enough. Can we, yep. can we just get her some therapy? <laughs> I mean, I, I think Marvel just needs to redeem. I don't want to say redeem her. I think they need to redeem themselves and giving her a good story because she just seems like she's a punching bag for the MCU. And I think everybody is just sick and tired of seeing her being treated as a villain, given her circumstances and and everything else. And so I think, you know, we're all ready for her to not be a villain anymore and to stay as a permanent uh, good person. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, listeners, favorite MCU DCU project, Uh, Mm She-Hulk. One person said James Gunn new vision for DC films. Uh, the Batman got a lot of votes. Uh, Wakanda Forever and Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness was someone's favorite. And then the least favorite is Thor: Love and Thunder, the Batman. So the Batman has showed up on both favorites and least favorite. Uh, someone said Eternals and any sequel. So the person hates this movie so much that they've already said that any sequel of Eternals is terrible. <laughs> um, and then other people have said uh, Morbius, Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, someone said, I didn't see Suzanne, but there's a reason. And uh, I'm assuming that reason is because it hasn't come out yet. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was supposed to come out this That's month. That's actually one of yeah. the things that I was most excited for. I know. Um, but... DC just keeps pushing all of their stuff back. Yep. Like, I feel like at this point we should have had Aquaman two, Shazam and the flash. And like, hopefully all of those are coming out within the next year, but I think they are like, I I think they're going to be releasing them like firmly. And then after that, once banding it all together, like, (laughs) yeah. So I think they're just going to smash it all to smithereens and say, okay, we're doing, you know, we're, we're restarting starting over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I know in the past you have said that sometimes you don't have a chance to read any comics or graphic novels, and this is one of the topics we have on there. Did you have any favorite and least favorite comics or graphic novels for this year? So nothing that nothing that that um, came out this year. Okay, but I will say that um, I completely consumed. Um, the entire run of Matt Fraction's Sex Criminals over the summer. I remember you telling me about that, yeah. And it is, like, if you've never read it, it is a phenomenal, um, it's a phenomenal story. And it starts off with a fairly fun premise um, about two people that 
can freeze time when they orgasm. Um, <laughs> and then they, they decide to rob banks in order to raise money for uh, something. And it, it, it veers hard right from that into a, a, a relationship book mm-hmm. and reading it and reading the dialogue between the two of them um, and the experience they had, like really did a, a number on me, like, especially with like the way I communicate with my wife. And it made me, it made me like grow to appreciate my wife even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and not take for granted, like the, the, the relationship that we've built and how, like, even after, like, we're going to, we're going to, when, by the time this comes out, we will have celebrated our 17th wedding anniversary. Yay. Um, but but that that you gotta you have to continue to um like like build build on it. It can't just be um you know the the point of any relationship can't be singular and focused. And so mm-hmm. um it was a it was a moving experience for me. And it was one that, you know, you talk about a book called Sex Criminals and you expect it to be, you know, something <laughs> completely different. Right. And and I, I like heist stories. So that was what drew me um, to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, yeah, it was, it was really exceptional. So that would, that would be the highlight of my year. I didn't, I didn't have a good year for, um, for reading comics. And and I think I, I know I took a picture of it and sent it to you that I got um, the, the last Ronin for my birthday, like yes. I got the hard copy and I still haven't read it yet. You got to read it, man. I'm telling I know. you. <laughs> I know. Um, for me this year, Dark Knights of Steel from DC Comics, written by Tom Taylor. Have you heard about the series? Um, does it? I guess does it follow up like the 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 Dark Knights that uh, Snyder and uh, Capullo did? No idea. Or that was metal, <laughs> dark metal. I don't remember. The, but go ahead. Yeah. So this one is kind of a what if story where uh, what if Superman and his parents landed in earth in like 1500s um ad in the medieval times basically okay and all the characters from dc universe are in this time period as well so you have batman that's a knight that um is kind of the i want to say general necessarily but is definitely a um leader soldier for the um, for the House of L because the um, Superman's parents are, you know, king and queen of this area, basically. So you have him and he still have his Robins that are like his spies that he sends out all the time. Um, Wonder Woman is still there. And, you know, in um, uh, what's the name of that? They that they live the Themyscira. Mm hmm. Um, and so they have all these characters from the DC universe that are in this time period. And it was just a really fun way of retelling a story with your favorite characters. Um, Harley Quinn is in it as a, I, I don't know what exactly her role is. I think she's like in charge of the prison for the house of L's. Um, you know, and poison Ivy is the, you know, the person that's in, 
in the forest that controls all the plants and stuff like that. And so it's, it's just a really cool way of telling um, a brand new story with these characters in a different setting and have the leisure of telling it how you want without worrying about continuity because there's no continuity with this kind of story. Um, so if you like medieval fantasy type of stories and you like DC, this is a really good one to have because not only is that setting really cool, but the story is really neat and I think is well done. And every issue kind of hint, uh, ends on a cliffhanger. Um, and I, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but it's a really good series. And I think... Is it- is it a limited run? Is there an ending to it? There is. And what's interesting is that it started last year and they um, printed all, I think like the first issue came out like November, December of last year and mm-hmm. they released, you know, seven issues. Then they stopped over the summer. Like they weren't putting anything out and then they picked up again, I think last month or October and started releasing it. And I think there's a total of, 10 or 12 issues are coming okay. out, I believe. So it is a limited run. Um, it's not like Superman, Southern Kal El, when people didn't know how many issues are going to be, although now people know. But um, yeah, they definitely had always said that there's going to be, I think, 10 or 12 issues. So, but they just took a break for it. So, all right. I'm definitely going to look it up and try to get it when the, when the collected edition comes out. Yes, do it. Uh, so, and if you're, if you're into that, have you ever read Marvel 1602? I have it on my bookmarked. Um, I have not had a chance to read it yet, but I've heard people say kind of the same thing. It's it's the same kind of ideas is yeah. if, if the Marvel universe took place in that year, basically. So and and Neil Gaiman wrote that. And one of the things yeah. that I love about that story is you come into it pretty clear cut, clear cut who the characters are like, mm-hmm. like Dr. Strange is um, in it. Nick Fury is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Parker is called Peter Parkwad. Um, <laughs> but you don't understand who all the characters are right at first. Right. Like you uncover it a little bit at a time. And even some of the characters, like the twists and turns are like, Oh my gosh, that's so-and-so I really loved reading that book. Mm -hmm. Now it's almost 20 years old. um, Yeah. But I loved reading that book. Do you have any uh, least favorite comics or graphic novels? Uh, no, I would have to, I'd have had to have read something yeah. <laughs> um, that I didn't like. Yeah. For me, I, I usually don't have a comic that I really didn't like, but this year I actually read a comic for Comic Watch I did a review for, and it's Batgirls, um, okay. which is unfortunate. And I, I think it's because when I went into it, one, I, it was issue seven or 11 or something like that. So it's not an issue that... Um, was from the beginning for me to start with. So I kind of went in blind, not knowing what has happened up until this point. Um, but it definitely read like a teenager, young, not young adult, but what's the, um, I guess young adult is like, you know, teenager yeah. type of genre. Um, it's cause it definitely has that high school romance feel to it. The art style, I wasn't a fan of. It had that sort of, you know, the people are, colored really nicely but then the background is like a, it's just a solid color with the detail so you see you know a wall with a door in it and everything but it's completely purple like they did some sort of overlay with it i just i wasn't a fan of that series which is a bummer because i had a lot of people say that they really enjoyed that series but when i read that issue i'm like this isn't for me i'm not enjoying it so unfortunately i was really excited about it because i wanted to read more stories with stephanie brown and cassandra kane and and Barbara Gordon and all that, but um, that just did not do it for me. So 
hopefully another Batgirl serial come out that I will enjoy. So, um, listeners had shared their favorite ones were Savage Avengers, which David Peppos, um, wrote, mm-hmm. he's been on the show. Um, Iron Fist issue one, do a power bomb. I've heard a lot of people say it's a really good one. So if you're looking for a new one, that's not Marvel or DC. I've heard some great things about that one. You should probably check out. Mm-hmm. Um, Grim from Boom Studios, Clementine Volume One, which this person said you don't need to read all four of the compendiums of Walking Dead. Um, it's a great spinoff with a good story, characters, and decent art. Um, Eight Billion Genies is another good one that I haven't read, but I've heard so many people talk about it. And Batman Superman World's Finest is another one that someone suggested as well, too. Uh, least favorite Dark Crisis Young Justice uh, anything Eternals <laughs> um, someone said my mutuals only recommend me good comics a lot of people said they didn't have one so, and I totally get that because I feel like if it wasn't for Bad Girls I'd probably say the same thing right um, The Closet and then Joker by Tinian uh, I think that's James Tinian the fourth if I remember correctly so right yeah okay and see and I keep up with a lot of this stuff I just my ADHD ADHD is works in such a way that like I have a hard time, like taking time for myself. Mm -hmm. So like reading comics or reading anything would mean coming home and and being isolated. Um, Whereas like I'm, I'm away from my family all day and I want to come home and spend time with them. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to get into now that being said, we probably all could, could benefit from like, picking one day a week and that's that's the day that we all sit and read together instead of doing something different. Right. Yeah. So uh now let's get into games. Favorite game that you have from this year? Video game? Any game. Um, I, I kind of made it generic so that way it could be video game, it could be board game, it could be mobile games, just any sort of game that may have came out this year. If you don't have one, that's fine. I, I don't that's because fine. I <laughs> I mean, I played NBA 2K23, I mean, 22 with, with Madden a lot over the summer uh-huh. and beat, beat him handily. Uh, <laughs> You're proud of was, that. I love, yeah, because I love, I love the fact that they have like a street ball mode where you play at like the park and you can go like two on two oh, or one cool. on one. Yeah. Yeah. And so like when, when I just beat him mercilessly, like over and over and over <laughs> again, we we finally I I finally was like, look, I will handicap myself and I will only be like the biggest, slowest, like foreign <laughs> white guys yeah. out there. And um, you can be whoever you want. And I still beat him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he had that coming. <laughs> Sounds so. like a very th- therapeutic experience for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, like, like, there's not a lot of stuff that I could beat him at. Like, I don't think I could go out there and beat him one on one in real basketball. Mm hmm. Um, but but I can take him on at, at the video games. Right. For, so. for me this year, it's uh, Teenage Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, which I really enjoyed because it's a new kind of game, but it's definitely in the style that we grew up with. And okay. so it's been a lot of fun. Um, hard mode is definitely intense. It's definitely hard, like it suggested. So, um, but it's just, it's really fun because there's a lot of Easter eggs in there. Um, like I said, it's very similar to the arcade game that we grew up playing 
all the time. And it's just kind of a really fun, nostalgic game to play. And you get to see all these different characters and bosses. And you get to play not only as the four turtles, but you can also play as um, April O'Neil. And you can play as Splinter. Now, my biggest gripe is I don't know why we couldn't play as Casey Jones in that game, because I right. think that would have been awesome and that would have made a lot of sense. But um, I think the most of the news I heard about this game was the gripes that why couldn't we be Casey Jones? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and I love that you could be Splinter and I love that you could be April Neal. But I think it would have made sense for them to also include Casey Jones since he is literally a vigilante. Right. You know, and so, um, yeah, but who knows? Maybe that's the, what the sequel is going to bring is they're going to add Casey Jones as a playable character. Um, my least favorite get, game this year was Gotham Knights, unfortunately. Um, when I first played it, I enjoyed it, but it got to a point where the user interface was not great of an experience to know what you're supposed to do in the game. So there was a lot of times I didn't know what I was supposed to do to move on to the next part of the mm-hmm. story. Um, there was a lot of button smashing that it just kind of got boring at some point. It wasn't like Arkham Knight where you slowly build up your powers like you did, but it was very slow and it was just still, I was just smashing a bunch of buttons. I felt like there was no strategy or anything like that. Like you would for, you know, Arkham Knight or Spider-Man or anything like that. And I paid, I think, $70 for that game. And it just wasn't worth it. And then a month later, not even a month later, I think like two or three weeks later, it went on sale for like 40 bucks or something like that. I'm like, I would have paid 40 bucks and got mad, but I'm even more pissed because I paid 70 bucks. And then they uh, they dropped the price after that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, listeners had said their favorite games were The Quarry, uh, Pokemon Scarlet, which I haven't heard of before, uh, Multiverses. Have you heard of that or played that? Uh, we've downloaded it. I think Madden's played it a little bit, but I haven't had a chance to get on it. Yeah. It's fun. It's basically Smash Brothers with the DC and Warner Brothers characters, characters basically. Yeah. yeah. So, I played a little bit. I thought it was, it was fun. I just haven't got back to play it, play it again. Um, God of War Ragnarok. I have not played that one, but I've heard a lot of people saying this story is great and really enjoyed it. Overwatch 2, Midnight Suns. I got to say, I am not interested in Midnight Suns because it acts like a mobile game, but you're playing on a console, and that's just not my sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, and then last is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Uh, least favorite games. Someone said they barely play anything, which is fine. Um, Mario and the Rabbids Spark of Hope, which I haven't heard of before. Someone said Multiverses post-beta. So the person who said Multiverses, they liked it when it was beta, but then post-beta, they did enjoy it. So it's on their list both times. Um, the new Rogue Game, um, SAS, extremely disappointing. And then two people said Gotham Knights as well, too. So... Uh- I will say one of the things that I liked playing the most in, in 2022 was right before school started, we had a, like we had a staff outing at like main event Mm -hmm. and they have a game that is like, um, combines connect four with shooting basketballs. So like when you're, when you're playing your, like when it's your, when it's blues turn, you have to shoot a basketball Mm -hmm. and, and make it to the spot where you want it to go. And it doesn't always go where you want it to. Right. Um, It was a really, really fun game to play with like your best friend, but like I could see it like ruining relationships. Yeah. Um, 
because like it's it's very competitive and it's it's so simple. I don't know why it took so long for it to become a thing. Yeah, but it it was a lot of fun to play. Well, good. Um, our last category: the WTF moment of the year. What is your moment of the year that you're just like? I'm just gonna say anything Kanye did. <laughs> You know what? I think that yeah, I think I think everyone's that should be everyone's answer. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I there was a it was like a, a week or two ago where I was teaching. I'm teaching a class, and one of the things that we're learning about is video games. And I have an assignment where they they answer a couple of questions to develop their own like video game character, mm-hmm. and then they have to like draw the video game character. And one of my students thought it would be a good idea to have like a video game where Hitler is the main character. And I was like, do you, do you not watch the news? Like this isn't funny. And he was like, well, well, if Kanye likes him and I'm like, Nope, say no more. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. Like anytime, anytime somebody who is, who has a platform where a lot of people listen to him mm-hmm. and they say either ignorant or negligible or dangerous things through ignorance or negligibility, yep. ne- um, negligence. Um, it's, it, it irks me. Yeah. It, so yeah, those, those kinds of things were, um, were debt would definitely be up there. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just, I mean, this is why people got kicked off of Twitter and see what's happening. now. <laughs> So yeah, I'm still debating my my long term presence on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Um, for me, th- there's been a few. I'm going to just kind of say some honorable mentions. Um, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I remember I was on a, a flight when that happened, and then when we landed, that's all like anyone was talking about, and it was just it was just the oddest thing, right? Especially when it's you rewatch so it. Yeah, like Will. Was was laughing yeah. and then all of a sudden got up and went and slapped the guy. It, yeah, it it made no sense it, to me. Yeah, I, I mean everyone and and then it, it just sparked a whole debate about you know who was in the right and who was in the wrong and and everything. It was just kind of a just a surreal moment of of what is happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, not just with Will Smith and Chris Rock and the Oscars and all that, but just uh the entire like world and, and society and, and debating this stuff, which is, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with debating it, but it was just really interesting to see what people were arguing about and what they're arguing for and everything. And just so many sides of the same coin that was appearing in some of these discussions. So, um, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds doing Deadpool three and Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine. That announcement was probably like, like just the highlight of um, like being surprised about something during oh, the year. I know, you know, and, and I'm so glad that that's how we found out because I'm sick and tired of things kind of <laughs> getting spoiled for us. But yeah, I remember like we all freaked out when they made that announcement. It was such a, I mean, it's such a Ryan Reynolds way of doing it, but mm-hmm. I, you know, we've been talking about how, we wanted to see Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because it got teased so mercilessly in the Deadpool movies mm-hmm. that we were just like, we didn't think it was going to happen again because Hugh Jackman said he was done with Wolverine. And so this was just out of left field. All went crazy for it. And it's it's still surreal to me. Like, I, I'm not going to believe it until it actually happens. You know, it's just, it's just insane. But we had talked about this moment early on the show and my... WTF moment of the year is Bob Chapek getting fired. Oh yeah. 
Because it is, first of all, we're all. WTF, you mean by WTF, you mean, wow, that's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what that means. Well, I mean, because we're all happy with it, right? Like we've talked about how we have not liked him being in charge because he's changed Disney so much that it's just the the parks Mm -hmm. isn't magical anymore. There there wasn't a whole lot of thing. It just felt like it was becoming another corporation as opposed to Mm -hmm. what experience they provided for um, the fans and everything. And so we've all griped about him and wanted to see him gone. And so when he actually did get fired, we are all excited about it. I mean, you and I were texting each other about it. Um, But it was just a weird situation because it was done on a Sunday night at like 9 p.m. Apparently, Bob didn't even know that was happening until he saw on social media. Earlier, like by two months, the board of directors approved an extension on his contract. So it's just none of this made sense in terms of why he got fired now, you know? And so it's just, I don't know if we'll ever find out that reason. You know, I know they put out reasons out there, but it's always, you know, kind of a, you know, front facing PR type of thing and not necessarily what actually happened behind the scenes. But I'll, I'll never understand, you know, why or how that happened unless somebody comes up and, and say what happened. But yeah, that one was just kind of out of left field for me. So, um, yeah, I'd have to agree with it. That's that's definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listeners have said James Gunn running the DCU now, which that was another uh, pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, random guy sneaking on stage for Elden Ring at the Game Awards. Have you heard about this? No. This guy, I guess, came on the stage and said that he wanted, what was the exact word? I forget the exact word. I'm going to butcher this, but he said that, you know, I want to thank, um, you know, my Jewish rabbi, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I recognize him. And, and everyone was just like, what, what is that about? Like, it's just the weirdest thing. So, um, Morbius going back to theaters for a release. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Uptown Funk dance sequence in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, someone else said James Gunn becoming in charge of DC, uh, going to comic cons and buying books. And then at the next booth, they had the same book for cheaper. My friend, that happens a lot. And you're going to be sorely disappointed when you go again and see that it happens all the time. (laughs) Um, the Will Smith slap that scene in the season premiere of the boys, which I, I'm not going to say what it is, but I think we all know what it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. I don't know anything about this. So I'm just going to mention this. Um, Milo Yanopoulos, which I know who he is. I I just don't know how -hmm. to pronounce his last name. Potentially engineering the destruction of the Republican Party. I I don't know what that is. I haven't heard anything about this. I can't comment on that. So, yep, I'm I'm out of the loop on that. Same here. So. All right. So. That is 2022 in a review. We've hit all of our, you know, favorite, least favorite things with movies, TV shows, games, MCU, DCU stuff. Looking ahead to 2023, Kevin, what are you looking forward to the most? If I'm going to be honest, the the Marvel Universe, like getting to the point. <laughs> because so much of what they done the, and I remember I guess we weren't so focused on this when when Iron Man and Iron Man 2 were out like in the early days right. of phase 1 right but like it seems now that they're doing a lot of like foundational work for something big to come later mm-hmm. but it's there's not there's not been enough like big reveals or teases or whatnot to like 
couple that with the fact that like in terms of like the quality of the movies phase four seemed to be the weakest. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just kind of hope that they get to the point where something pays off soon. Right. Yeah. And I think they will. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, just like you said, it, it all seems like it's separate and maybe, you know, it is. And, And that's how some of the movies were, you know, even when we saw Thanos and everything, you know, we were still figuring out, you know, how this worked. And a lot of people had said Infinity War is probably going to be coming. And, of course, that's what happened and all that. But, um, but yeah, I, I think we're, you know, we're ready to kind of see the whole story moving forward. That we got the introduction to the new characters. Now we're ready to kind of see, you know, the story move forward cohesively as a whole yeah. with everybody. So. Like the chess pieces are on the board now. Yeah. Let's make some moves. Right. Exactly. So um, for me... This year, or for 2023, I am going to do more of a focus on doing different cosplays. I've been doing the same couple ones for the last couple of years now, Bane and Kingpin, because they're easy and I pull it off really well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm going to do a couple new ones. I'm going to do Mr. Freeze, which I've been talking about for a while, but I want to do it this year. Um, Darkwing Duck and uh, Daredevil. I'm going to try to do those three this year. Um, and I'm also looking forward to seeing how Disney is going to come out of the ashes from Bob J. Peck and with Bob Iger leading them. You know, I, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing Disney hopefully getting back to how it was pre-JPEG uh, and hopefully just kind of get back to how things were, you know, pre-COVID and all that as much as possible. So, um, So that's... That's 2022 and what we're looking forward to 2023. Um, listeners had said what they're looking forward to is going to the New York Comic Con, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which I think we're all, you know, very excited about mm-hmm. that and Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We're all looking forward to that. Um, someone said a better NYCC in 2023. Um, more comics, more movies, more TV shows and more video games. I mean, he's going to say no to that, right? Um, Lazarus Planet, which I think might be a comic book series, but I can't remember if it is or not. Um, Sins of Sinister is a comic book series. Dawn of DC and someone is getting married next year. So that's very exciting. So, um, let me see if I can figure out who's getting married. You know, it says eight responses. I'm looking through this Google form to see if I can figure out, um, who said this here. Let me go ahead and go to the very last one. Um, you know, I will, I'll make sure to cut this stuff out in the episode. Uh, Chris Tooley's getting married next year. He's a friend of ours on Instagram, uh, spectacular CT. So congratulations, Chris. We're very excited for I, you. That's going to be awesome. We're looking forward to that. So I always just thought he was from Connecticut. Well, I mean, he might like, be too. That's what, C, that's what CT is <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah. I mean, it could be just a, you know, a happy happenstance that, Maybe his initials yeah. are CT and he's from Connecticut. So <laughs> I think he is like somewhere on the East Coast. I don't know where exactly he's at, though. So um, yeah. I, I hope that next year when we do this, number one, this is what I'm going to do. I'm making a New Year's resolution right now uh-huh. to actually keep track of the things that I've watched. So Letterboxd. That, like, I'm going to. I'm going to keep like a, I'm going to keep like a journal or something. <laughs> There's an app called letterbox that you can okay. track all the movies you watch, rate them, do reviews and stuff like that. A lot of people are using that. So you should okay, check that I'll out. look into that. Yeah. And then hopefully, hopefully um, what I'm looking forward to most a year from now is um, we've already talked about taking the great American road trip to 
uh, from our house in Texas to Disneyland. Yes. Um, so 2024, fingers crossed. Yes. We're, we're going to Disneyland. And visiting Avengers Campus. That's right. Uh, let, I That's mean, let's right. be real. That's the only reason why we're going to Disneyland is because of Avengers Campus. <laughs> yeah, because you can't get it. You can't get it. I mean, that's definitely where I'm, what I'm most interested in. That and Cars Land. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about that, too. Because Disney yeah. World doesn't have that, which is weird. But No. Um, but, like, I'm such an imagine, Imagineering nerd <laughs> um, that, like, I love the the stuff that goes into, like, making things. Right. And Cars Land just seems so like just out there and unique. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the episode. Kevin, thanks for coming back and doing a year review. I got to say, I hope next year that you'll come back on more episodes. And I really want to do more. Was a great worry eight episodes. Cause I feel like there those are go. a lot of fun and I want to do more of those with you whenever you have I'm a gonna chance. I'm going to say right now, I will commit to at least four episodes in 2023. Yes. We will, we will find the time and do it at least once a quarter. Uh, I would love that. That'd be great. Yeah. We'll start planning that. Like once we're done recording here, I'll, I'll start talking to you about what will work for you and all that. So um, before I let you go, man, where can people find you online? Uh, Or if you don't um, want them to find you online, just say no. No. Yeah. Currently, (laughs) currently I'm on Twitter and Instagram, but like, I'm not super active because, uh, well, I mean, Instagram, it's a stall world. There's, um, underscores in there, but it's a stall world. Uh, and then on Twitter it's hero city, Kevin. Um, but that's, yeah, like, I just, I'm not very active right now. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a podcast to plug anymore. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll make sure to link those uh, accounts in the show notes. So, so that way people won't yep, follow you. Absolutely. And they can do that, so, all right, man. Well, thanks for coming back on the show. And I am excited to have you on more episodes later this year. So. All right. Awesome. All right. It was great to be back. Yeah, definitely. And that wraps up another episode of The Caps in Life. I hope you enjoyed listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at Caps in Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout-out by tagging us in your post or send us a message. For more information about us and all of our previous episodes, visit thecapsinlife.com. 